0: Welcome aboard the Monday morning monorail podcast. This is Justin monorail and this is episode number 187 of the Monday morning monorail podcast. It is February 5th, 2024. It is officially black history month and we're going to start celebrating that on the podcast today. But before we get to that, and the news and everything else that's to come on today's Monday morning monorail podcast. Let me welcome in a Monorail co-host, just one today, but he's the one that keeps you guess on your toes. I don't I he's the man. He's the myth. He's the legend. It's Landon the Dawes Don. Landon, welcome back to the Monorail.
1: Uh thank you for that uh intro question mark. <laughs> <laughs> Hi everybody, coming from the isolation station of Love, it's me, it's me, it's the DOZ, Landon the Dazdone. I've lived in my house for over a week straight at this point, and it is phenomenal. So much so, I'm actually thinking about making it a... Wait, no, actually, I'm getting ready to go on vacation where I'm not going to be living in my house. But, but anyway, um, uh, hi everybody, hope you're doing well. Um, uh, it's... monday morning and you know what that means remember i used to do that that's
0: that's (laughs) that's that's neat that's the thing you used to do on doz does disney and listen we finally got the logo changed to the monday morning monorail (laughs) logo on apple podcast so so don't take us backwards because i'm afraid that something's gonna it's it's almost like don't move don't blink
1: yeah don't say anything apple just finally figured it out they're gonna hear it like oh wait wait (laughs) They're doing does, does does All right, guys, bring back the old logo.
0: They're
1: going backwards again. Yeah.
0: <laughs> up, Chuck. Up, up, Chuck. Up, Chuck. Um, a little Muppet Vision three D right. reference so, for you.
1: So, so you don't know what that means.
0: Yeah, uh, that's right. Nobody knows what that means. And, and speaking of nobody knowing things, I want to start today's show off with a reminder to all of the fair listeners of the Monday morning monorail podcast. You know, we love you. We're glad you're here. I think most of you know what you get when you come to this show, uh, but maybe there's those that don't and periodically
1: in raw sex appeal. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Those two, those are a bonus <laughs> periodically. I like to remind people uh, as we, as we did early in the days of the Monday morning monorail podcast that we are not experts. We don't know everything. We just love theme parks particularly Disney Universal SeaWorld etc and we love talking about it I you know I don't consider us to be a news program I consider us to be a editorial program we look at the head cuz we're not breaking news you know, no. we freak- well,
1: well there there was that episode we dropped earlier th- this week talking about epic universe, but even then we weren't breaking news. No. we were just talking about breaking news.
0: Exactly. We we have friends that have much better connections than us. They are actually connected to good sources and they break the news and we let them do that and then we talk about it in a humorous and somewhat insightful way um we like to prognosticate here on the show we like to make guesses sometimes those guesses come to fruition which is always really fun once again we like to pat ourselves on the back when it happens but it doesn't happen that often we even like to pat ourselves on
1: our on the back when it doesn't happen
0: (laughs) and and yeah and then we pat each other on the butts too and say good game um
1: good (laughs) good game
0: you're allowed to do that in a sports context um but yeah, uh, we call each other coach. <laughs> the reason, the reason I bring all this up is because last week I made a statement that was just wildly incorrect, and I know that it disappointed all of the Monday Morning Monorail family when they heard me say this thing that was so wrong. They they, they grasped their pearls. They some of them turned off the podcast. People fainted. I, I I'm just hoping that people weren't driving when they heard it.
1: Dear Lord, I hope not either.
0: Yeah, I hope it didn't cause any accidents. I, I hope that there were no medical emergencies. Um, you know, I could go on and on. But but, you know, at this point I'm just sort of putting it off. I, I'll tell you what it was. Last week I was talking about my experience with my first good to go day at the Magic Kingdom, and I made this uh, this ridiculous statement that it was an early entry day at the Magic Kingdom. Well, it did not take long for people to jump all over that and tell me, "Oh, uh, uh, Justin Monorail, Don't you forget every day at every park is an early entry day if you are a Walt Disney World Resort guest." And that's true. The policy has changed. <sighs> I don't know what to say, but I'm sorry for the, I'm sorry for the error. I'm sorry for the hurt that this caused anyone. I'm sorry for the, you know, the the shock and the terror. I'm I'm, sh- I'm sorry if you did think that we were perfect, and that everything we said was true, and that we were experts on everything all the time, I'm sorry to burst that bubble at the end of the day. Well, I won't speak for Landon. Everything he says could still be true, but it is. It is, yeah. But uh, definitely not me, and, and I think Steffers would probably say definitely not her as well. So anyway, from the bottom of Justin Monreal's heart, I. Really apologize, and I'm really hoping that I I take that extra production step of putting some sentimental music underneath underneath this apology. So while you're hearing it, it's maybe it's going to gently fade out right now. We'll get to business, but uh, yeah. Um,
1: some 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 uh, stellar production work you did there, bud. I appreciate that, and uh, on behalf of Land the Does do if that bothered you, seriously shut up <laughs> well, this is this is this is just a podcast about theme park.
0: <laughs> i will say like i, I do hate be okay i do hate to get things wrong i really do like i mean especially when we're trying to like help people and, and i
1: know i know and 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 i'm just georgian around
0: guys yeah so so i get that people do tend to like there are people who are going to listen to this and, and they take you know Advice from us sometimes, and they, and they do listen uh, to us for the latest news and what's going around in the parks and and that sort of thing. And and it, I hope that we do help you plan vacations. So anyway, I, I do realize that that was wrong. I realized it when I was editing the show. Um and then I forgot about it and then Jeffers pointed it out to me again. When, <laughs> after, he was the first one.
1: huh. Yep. Mm-hmm. And
0: then many, yeah. many more people jumped in. Um. So I appreciate all of that. So, so thank so.
1: And and uh, a little peek behind the curtains because I too uh, am not infallible and I have uh, shock have made mistakes on podcasts and have edited podcasts. When you realize you made that mistake on the podcast, did you try and? Chop it out, or did you go back and listen and be like, "There is no way I can uh, chop it out," and it, to salvage the conversation that we were having? And you just had to accept. I'm I'm just gonna have to take my lumps on this one.
0: I'll tell you, I definitely considered editing around it, and then, but I'll tell you why at the time I didn't, and then I just totally forgot about it. Um, because I think it's important that people know that we make mistakes on this show, and I think that it's important. Uh, like that people realize that that's okay. And that's just kind of part of it. Um, and, and to embrace that, uh, and accept it. Like I, I, I'm not perfect. I don't think I'm perfect. Um, and so it's okay that that happened. We have in the past gotten reviews on Apple where people said, well, this particular host doesn't know what they're talking about because they get this thing wrong. Well, guess what? We all get things wrong all the time. I guarantee you any podcast you listen to gets things wrong. It just happens. Uh, we don't mean to, but mm-hmm. it happens, but it happens. So 1000%
1: it's like, like, like I, if you know what I do for a living, I talk for a living on the radio. If you talk long enough, eventually you're going to say something that is incorrect. that is factually wrong. That is just how things work. We don't want to say things that are wrong. That's just the way things work. We, we do our best. We try our best to give you the best information, the most correct information we can present. But sometimes, you know, we just have a whoopsie poopsie. You know, when it does happen, we apologize, but hopefully when we do have a, as I said, whoopsie poopsie, we can make you smile and laugh along
0: the yeah. way. Yeah, and I'm not mad at anybody for pointing it out either. Like, if you if you were a person on the Discord who said, hey, Justin, just by the way, if you texted me personally, because that happened uh, as well, <laughs> thank Wait, you.
1: somebody texted you? Okay, I am furious at
0: whoever that <laughs> No, it was Tom, and he was <laughs> – it was Tom from Hyperion Adventures podcast, and he was just looking out for me, and I, I appreciate that. And then we got – Several people who thought it was funny to just pile on on the Facebook, which is fine. Um,
1: okay, well, well well, I cannot be mad at Tom from Hyperion Adventure. No, great no. podcast. Go listen to that. We already have your download so you know shuffle on, go, go, go listen to a better podcast than Hyperion Adventure but 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 everybody else. Shame on you.
0: That's right. It's
1: Leave a, Papa Monorail alone. No. In. And Jay, you said you're not perfect. You're perfect enough for me.
0: Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. And and maybe, <laughs> maybe I'll just be perfect enough for for a few of you out there. But uh, yeah, okay. Well, that's that's enough of that silliness. <laughs> <laughs> wow, what a way to start a podcast. Yeah. Um, and and are we now,
1: still a theme park podcast?
0: <laughs> uh, I question it from time to time.
1: I think a lot of the reviews do as well.
0: Yeah, I know. (laughs) Whatever. Hey, I I imagine that most people come here are here because they enjoy the banter and the editorializing and all that. And and the people that don't, like, they didn't realize what they were getting into. That's fine.
1: Yeah, the people that don't left, so suck it.
0: (laughs) Anyway, we do. Hey, now. To restate our thesis here, we do love theme parks, and we love talking about the breaking news. We love chatting about Disney Universal, and we do try to give you the most accurate information that we can. We're going to make mistakes, yeah. and we like to give you advice when we have it. So if that's what you came for, but you also like the humor and banter, then hey, you're in the right place. And And speaking of that, why don't we jump into the headlines of the week? <laughs> Yes, friends, it is time to look once again to the headlines from the theme parks around Central Florida and pull those little bits of delicious morsels that you came to hear. What's going on at the parks? We're here to bring it to you. I'm going to start with this particular topic because it's come up before. We've talked about Universal and their security measures and and getting through the bag check, the, the x-ray lines. We've talked about SeaWorld uh, we talked about uh, all sorts of things disney making another change and hopefully it's for the better now right now i believe that this is just going to be testing at epcot but according to blogmickey.com disney is going to begin checking bag or begin testing bag check x-ray machines at the theme parks now, if you have gone to Disney recently, what you will have noticed is they've got these smart scanners that you walk through that use AI technology to basically scan your person and also your bags because you don't have to take your bags off when you walk through them. And they hopefully identify items that are of concern. Now, if that happens, the security guard that's standing with, at the kiosk with the little tablet will point to you and say, sir, I need you to step over, sir, ma'am, whoever. I need you to step over for additional screening, um, right over here. Now, sometimes the additional screening lines can be very, very long uh, because the the person that's at that table is taking every bag they have to take a they have to take one of the hand uh, metal detectors and scan the the person, and then they have to open the bag and dig around in there and see if there's anything of of concern in the bag. What I believe is going to be happening now is you will go through the smart scanners, but I don't know if they're going to set the x-ray machine beside the smart scanners, and so now we won't be taking our bags through those anymore, or are the x-ray machines just going to be for the people that get pulled to secondary screening? I don't know the answer to that yet, but uh, I-, I think we're going to find out pretty soon. To me, it looks like they're using them at secondary screening, and I hope that's what it is, because Basically, for me, I'm always looking for a more streamlined entry experience mm-hmm. into the parks.
1: I mean, I will say it, the last few times that I've gone to Disney, I've been uh, let me knock on wood and get it far away from the microphone so it doesn't pick up and uh, rattle anybody wearing headphones up. Uh, the entry hasn't really been all that bad going through security. It's pretty much just always been a walkthrough with what they had. But at the same time, if they already if they're introducing more security implements, kind of echoing what you said, I do hope it's going to be something that is something that's fast. Yeah. And, 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 and it seems like this is going to be a walkthrough. So one would imagine it's going to be fast and um, uh, maybe I can report back on this because uh my trip is coming up and uh here in less than 10 days at this point and uh, i got two epcot days so you know
0: <laughs> that's right that's appropriate air horn right there
1: right yeah um,
0: not that i'm excited or anything yeah no, I, th- I think it, I think it's great. I think it's I think that if it like I said, if it makes it a smoother process, great. You want it to be exactly. a, you want it to be effective and mm-hmm.
1: 1000 percent. Yes. Safety is the utmost importance in this instance. It's yeah. like like if, if, if Disney had to implement something and it's like, hey, uh, it's going to make it, you know, two minutes longer for you to get in the park, but it's going to make it safer. It's like, OK, all right cool
0: yeah absolutely
1: but but i don't think this is going to be a situation where it does make it any longer let alone two minutes like i just threw out in that example but like i said safety is of the utmost uh importance especially in a park like epcot where you know uh, unfortunately uh everybody kind of likes to uh imbibe in the spirits and sometimes people like to uh over indulge it's, it
0: yeah, it's true. Um, so, yeah, safety first, but smooth experiences is, is definitely appreciated. Uh, Landon, for this one, I want to hop over to Animal Kingdom for just a minute, because since the pandemic, Animal Kingdom has not really ever returned to uh, the after hours or, or later hours uh, park opening time frames that it used to have. I mean, it. At least in the in the before times and and then a little there's been some spots here and there in the in the post pandemic world where the animal kingdom hours have extended after dark. But it's rare nowadays. Usually the animal kingdoms close in like six, seven o'clock. You don't really get a lot of nighttime hours in the park, which is disappointing because if you had a chance to experience animal kingdom after dark, you would know when you went into Pandora. It was like a totally different experience than it was in the daytime. Did you ever get a chance to experience Pandora after dark, Landon?
1: Um, never in the after dark time, or excuse me, in the after dark ticketed events uh, where they kept Animal Kingdom open uh, for extended time. But I was fortunate enough on uh, me and the Smokin' Girlfriends last trip down to Disney. We were in Animal Kingdom and we were down in Florida I guess late enough into the year where the sun went down early enough question mark where we did get to experience Pandora with the sun down and we got to see the bioluminescence light up and we got to experience it in its glory and talking about it like the hair on my arm is standing up and no joke. Lindsay almost had an out-of-body experience because that was her first time ever experiencing it. And and like like Pandora is is awe-inspiring during the daytime, but seeing it at night when it is lit up like it is when the sun goes down and I guess the 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 lights of Pandora come on. It is something to behold. Like 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 I said, it, it, it was it was. An out-of-body, almost borderline spiritual experience for Lindsay. It is—it is incredible to see Pandora when those bioluminescence light up, and you see—it's like, oh my God, this is what Disney magic is all about.
0: Yeah, it's—it's it's gorgeous. I mean, it, and it is. It's like. Um it's the kind of theme park experience you're looking for at a world class
1: thousand yes, percent yeah like, like park. honestly like like Pandora after dark is worth like like the price of admission alone but like you said it's like generally like this is something a lot of people don't get to experience just because it's like you know Florida's sun stays out way longer especially in the spring and summer months it's like most Park goers are not going to be able to experience this unless they just hang out specifically for that experience.
0: Well, and Animal Kingdom's been sort of closing, like during the spring and summer hours before you even get to see Pandora. with the, true. With mm-hmm. the sun down. But here's yeah, something.
1: I, yeah, I I remember uh, towards the end of Does Does Disney, the second Does Does Disney uh, reference. If we say it one more time, it's like Beetlejuice, the podcast will come back. So let's be careful. Yeah. Um, we did talk about how they just started to do animal kingdom after hours and extending the park uh the park close not only was that big news uh, that they were extending park closing because that that is a full blown working zoo cuz you know animals need to get their their sleep as well but it's like that like after hours in animal kingdom was kind of unheard of up until recently like in the other three parks yeah sure i mean after hours Sure, cool, whatever. Pay extra, but in an Animal Kingdom, Animal Kingdom, no, they don't do that.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and they and again, they they've sort of dialed it back again. Um, but here, this this article that I've got um, from blog Mickey is inspiring hope in me because basically they're reporting that the vibrant, glowing walkways in Pandora are being refreshed right now, and they've got a picture at, with the headline, and you can actually see that. Basically, what it is, is it's paint that they use that is black light activated on the walkways. And it has definitely faded over the years since Pandora has been opening or has been open. But this is actually giving me some hope. Why would they be going back and doing this unless there's potential that coming very soon and maybe as we get into the spring and summer that Animal Kingdom hours are going to get extended after dark? so that we can actually see Pandora at night more frequently. I would love for that to be the case. And I'm really like this. I'm crossing my fingers that this is a sign that maybe this is going to happen um, because it is. It's it's it, experiencing it in the day. Just like you said, Landon, is great. After after the sun goes down, being in Pandora is like a whole nother level. So it really is. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah. I have no confirmation that that's the case. I'm just saying, why? Why would they be investing in this? This seems like it would be unnecessary if they didn't necessarily plan to be able to show it to you at nighttime. So that's my thoughts. It,
1: and 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 that does make sense that they would be reinvesting if they are going to be making a push back towards after hours in Animal Kingdom. Because I mean, it's like, yeah, you can you can go ride Expedition Everest at night. Um, but outside of that what are you really going to be drawing people to do when it comes to animal kingdom unfortunately they're not going to be running uh well i say they're not going they're probably not going to be running uh safaris at night now i would i I would pay all the money um all my disney dollary dues uh to see a you know dark uh or a evening safari see some different animal activity that we normally get but at the same time i mean i highly doubt they would do that so it's like you have expedition everest and then you have everybody that's going to be hanging out in pandora Mm -hmm. so that would make sense that they would be putting the literal shine in this instance into pandora
0: yeah so it makes my little heart happy and i'm hoping against hope that we are heading into a season and maybe a summer of after after dark, after sundown, uh, Animal Kingdom Hours. You all know Animal Kingdom is one of my favorite places to be, just to hang out. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. It's very, very AK good. Gay
1: all day, baby. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay, so this next article we're going to talk about is a revisiting of, of something we've been tracking, a little construction project that's been going on in front of Muppet Vision 3D. And there's not much to say about this other than They've now added some exterior theming to this building that is located at the corner of Grand Avenue and the Muppets uh, Park area. The kiosk now features the words Ice Cold Hydraulics, Los Angeles, California. So... (laughs) Uh, All right. I guess that just means it's going to be a Coke stand. I... (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, like like they had a chance to lean into the Muppet theming because it's right there in in the area of uh, Muppets Grand Park in you know the shadow of Muppet Vision three D and Pizza Rizzo, but they're going the other way, not But at I, the same time, it's it's right there, you know, across the street from what the uh, the empty uh, building fronts and and, mm-hmm. and of what like you know. Uh,
0: did, uh, yeah, the the Grand Avenue. Um, there it is. Yeah, yeah. Thank yeah. you. Thank
1: you. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and it's just down from Baseline Tap House. Um, mm-hmm. So I guess maybe they just figured, uh, well, we've got a place here for people who want like al- alcoholic reflect- refreshment. Maybe there needs to be another option right here. So I don't know. It, it, <laughs> I guess I held out hopes this was going to be like a, maybe some kind of new special food kiosk, and maybe they will have something to to snack on but it looks to me like it's going to be more drink based which is fine that's fine
1: Well, and 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 there there does need to be options for those uh who do want beverages that don't want to partake in the spirits um and and when it comes to food options it's like i'm just thinking right there within the vicinity that it's uh being built literally across the way you can get gelato, you can get your Mickey ice cream bars, you can get your churros. So, I mean, since they have the sweet across the way, maybe they're going to be selling uh, uh, the savory options. I don't know.
0: It could be. You know what it also could be? Epcot has a little spot like this where they sell frozen Cokes and, like, slushy-type stuff.
1: It could okay. be that. All right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very um, possible.
0: Yeah. So and Especially
1: with the ice-cold emphasis. Yeah. Yeah. Frozen, uh, uh, frozen drinks. Uh, would make sense
0: so it's possible it gets hot in florida so
1: what are your sources of
0: <laughs> myself living here
1: oh okay right, well well generally in in the news business we need two sources
0: but uh, you
1: know we can run with that one.
0: All right. Well, uh, just go with me on this one. Okay. <laughs> um, so, so that little piece. We'll move on from that little piece of news. It's just a little update since we've been talking about it. And last uh, last time, you know, we had Skipper Bob on, and and essentially it was a slow news week, and there wasn't much to say other than they've got brick on the outside of the building. Um, <laughs> so
1: they're doing something.
0: Yeah. This gives us a little bit more.
1: A yeah. reporter on scene says that they've moved brick. <laughs> the editor says, good job, this is, uh, Skip. Now bring me pictures of Spider-Man. <laughs>
0: yeah. uh, last piece of news is monorail news. And if you know us, I mean, we are the Monday Morning Monorail Podcast, so we cannot skip over any monorail news. It's our gimmick, baby. It is. We got to lean into it. Um, the monorails now. I think we would all agree that we hoped that as part of all of the work that they were doing, like the Epcot work and the 50th anniversary and everything that was going on the last few years, that maybe we were going to get a new fleet of technologically impressive, high-tech monorails that that would make us all proud. Unfortunately, Disney decided to go with the less expensive option of just refurbishing the fleet. So... The first round of of monorail refurbishments were actually completed back in August of 22. And really, if you want to break down what that was, they redid the interiors. They kind of leaned into the monorail colors. So, for example, if you're in monorail red, um, each one of the cars on the backside um, of the monorail will say, like, monorail red. And so they theme, like, the interior a little more to the color of the monorail. They also added the cool Fast and Furious lights Underneath the monorails, <laughs> um, which is that I, what they're called now? That's what I've been calling them. They're okay, just, all right. Yeah. yeah, ground effects on the on the monorails make them look. They look fast. Um,
1: oh but, yeah, uh huh.
0: <laughs> totally agree. <laughs> but they are cool. I'm glad they did that. That in my mind, out of the things that happened for the fiftieth, number one, the 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 change that we all love that I hope stays forever, and I think it probably will, are the is the beacon of magic lights that they put on Spaceship Earth. That's Mm -hmm. number one for everyone. Agreed. Number two for me is the lights under the monorails. I think they're so cool. I like it.
1: (laughs) They do look cool. And now that now that you mention it, I have been thinking those monorails do seem more to be about family than they were previously. So
0: you know. Um so what we're reporting now, and this is again, this is a heavy blog Mickey episode. Blog (laughs) Mickey's got this article. Um and I, I guess there's a few of the monorails that needed a second round of refurbishment. So as of this uh, taping, monorail peach has been removed from service and will undergo multi-week or multi-month refurbishment before it returns to the fleet this spring. Don't know what exactly they're doing to it. May, who knows? May, I would hope updating like the airflow and air conditioning, that would be nice. Because um, those monorails can still get pretty musty.
1: Yeah, they can. They really, really can. <laughs>
0: yeah. So... I will say like if you're comparing transportation options at Disney the and going just based on airflow like if you were if you were ranking them on comfort, climate, airflow, number 1 is the Skyliner and there's and it's not even close. I mean, okay, you could say boat, but in, if you are on a boat it, you could still be like in the in the hot, humid. Those things don't. I mean, they they get enough speed where you get a little wind, but I don't think it, it's anywhere near. Like you get in the Skyliner, and, and that wind swirls around when you're. As long as they're moving, and it feels great. Um,
1: yes, yes. W- with the caveat, as long as they're moving.
0: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <It's>, when <laughs> and they're and, in motion. And, but
1: but but if they if they come to a stop, uh, the air kind of stagnates, and then also the anxiety starts to rise. Yeah. And yeah. then then you start eyeing your other Skyliner passengers, and you're like, is this going to be an alive situation?
0: <laughs> Well, never fear, because they do have the emergency packs underneath the seats. If you need, oh, that's
1: a, right, yep, uh huh,
0: <laughs> a bag of water or a place to relieve yourself in front of your in front of your Skyliner. So you're fine. Your you're other fine. Skyliner you don't relatives. have
1: to eyeball which one of your Skyliner uh, friends you're going to eat first. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Or rather, you shouldn't. I'm not telling you how to do your Disney. Ch- Actually, no. In this instance, I am telling you how to do your Disney trip. Don't eat your your fellow visitors to Walt Disney World.
0: Don't do it. Don't do it. I think I think we can all. That's a statement we can definitely stand by. Yes, here.
1: we here on the Monday Morning Monorail podcast are anti cannibalism. Yeah, and we're not afraid to say it <laughs> <laughs>
0: forever. We, we take a very hard stance against that for sure.
1: Unless
0: no, there's no unless. Nope,
1: yep, y- there's no unless. <laughs> dot dot dot. Or is there no
0: unless? No, (laughs) I'm nice. So that's all the Walt Disney World news. I think my like the big headline for me, I know none of that was like earth shattering. But the big headline for me this week is that Mardi Gras at Universal has begun. Officially? Oh yeah,
1: that's right! Mardi Gras uh, officially underway at Universal. That is such a cool event.
0: Oh yeah, February third. It's a very
1: expensive event, as I found out this week because <laughs> me and my girlfriend got our tickets and paid like one hundred and seventy dollars a person to go down.
0: Oof, those are Disney Holy prices.
1: Guacamole, yeah, uh-huh.
0: yeah. That's <laughs> well I, worth it, though. I mean, it's expensive for sure. They they definitely are doing the surge pricing. They and. and I think based on the timing of your trip, maybe they're just, I guess they're just thinking people are going to be down for president's day weekend. Right. So
1: like, honestly, that's what I'm thinking because like I, I was, I could not believe the price that they were quoting us. Like, like we, we, we were originally interested like getting getting park hopping options because uh, Lindsay is a giant Harry Potter fan, so of course she wants to ride the dope ass Harry Potter train as it's called. Um, and we looked into that and it's like it was two twenty uh for a park hopping ticket for one day. It's like, okay, well that that seems a lot. Let's let's see what the one day option is. And it was like one sixty, one seventy or something, but it's like Okay, I'm just gonna like glance through the rest of the year with the exception of Spring Break Week, which is the last week of March, beginning of April, and then I wanna say the week of Christmas into New Year. These were the highest one-day prices that Universal was uh, quoting when we bought our tickets. Uh, February third, twenty twenty four. Yeah, it it was uh, it was kind of sticker shock, and it yeah. was one of those things. It's like, oh, if we really didn't want to do this, we would not be doing this. But uh, I think that speaks to the quality of Mardi Gras at uh, Universal. It is uh, it is so much fun, uh, and it, it, it's part of part of our anniversary trip uh it's part of what made our trip last year so much fun i mean we 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 ran into skipper bob when we were down there we got to uh watch the parade with uh with him and his kids and hang out with them and 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 that was that was awesome we got to eat uh some of the food which by the way uh the uh foodie guide uh, i know that's more of a disney term uh the foodie guide for that is now out there and it looks incredible
0: Oh yeah, there's a lot of good things, um, a lot of a lot of highlights coming back from previous years, mm-hmm. and and some some really interesting new things as well. Of course, my eyes always go to the Bloody Mary kiosk.
1: Yes, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, it's one of those Bloody Marys that they put like an appetizer on top of your oh, yeah. drink, which is which is just phenomenal.
0: Yeah, you got to get the big one. It comes with all the accoutrements. Um, yeah, you,
1: you get like a like a Slim Jim, a, a piece of bacon, shrimp. Tomatoes, oh, a chicken wing? birthday cake, um, uh, a, a Cessna plane, um, an accountant to do your taxes. It's incredible.
0: Yeah, it's true. Um, Landon, when you and Lindsay go, you will have an opportunity to ride those parade floats on the day of your visit to Universal. Um now, this is something that they've started doing the last couple of years where you can use the app and check to see in the morning if they've got spots available to actually ride the floats and throw beads. So really, yeah, I, I highly recommend that's something you do. It's it's you know, it's it's a different user interface, but a similar thing to doing a virtual queue at Disney. You just you log on to the app and you try to see if you can grab a spot that morning
1: I, i i thought this was something that was only exclusive to ap's
0: no so uh it says uh pass holders can sign up via the pass holder reservation tool additionally a select number of spots will be available each day for any guest to sign up via virtual line in the official universal orlando app
1: Ooh, okay well that's that's a fun new addition
0: yeah, that, they did it last year. I, I think last year might have been the first year they did that day of virtual queue thing. But, yeah, it's back this year. So ch- check it out and see if you guys can do that. I think you'd, you'd have a good time for sure.
1: And also, uh, we would be out of uh, bead danger because there was a couple times last year that I uh, almost lost an eye because people just apparently knew how to wing it just right that I almost caught, uh, <laughs> caught beads rotating right at my eyeline. It was... Uh, <laughs> Bring sunglasses if you're going to if you're going to go to the Mardi Gras parade.
0: Safety goggles. Yeah,
1: right. uh huh, Yeah.
0: Uh, For those who are interested, the Mardi Gras event will go from February 3rd all the way to April 7th, 2024. Lots of opportunities to check it out. Try the food. Watch the parade. The parade's phenomenal. And even maybe even uh, ride a float and be part of the parade, which is a very cool thing that you can do.
1: And the parade's included in your price to Universal Studios.
0: Yeah, yeah. and they do it every day. Every, every day. Every
1: day. Yep. So
0: um, I guess it would be subject to weather. If it was like a downpour, they're probably not going to do it. But otherwise, they're going to do it. Um, last thing. Now, this is this is just because we have to mention SeaWorld at least once an episode. So we're going to do it. This is our mention of <laughs> SeaWorld today. and um, yeah,
1: Two more times and we're the official podcast of SeaWorld, baby.
0: Yeah. I always it's funny to me. Um, I always find SeaWorld art- articles on mynews13.com, which is a Spectrum News 13 website. And, and today is no different. So that's the source.
1: Huh. I wonder if there is some sort of uh, maybe ownership financial tie between Spectrum and SeaWorld.
0: I think that's very possible. <laughs> um, so apparently SeaWorld is going to change its corporate name. Uh, the Orlando-based theme park operator announced Tuesday that its corporate name will become United Parks and Resorts effective February 12th. Our new company name, United Parks and Resorts Incorporated, better reflects that we have that we have been and will continue to be a diverse collection of park brands and experiences," CEO Mark Swanson said in a statement. Um, SeaWorld operates 12 parks across the U.S., including Florida, Texas, and California, as well as one in Dubai. The corporate name change will not affect the names of the company's parks as SeaWorld, Busch Gardens, and Aquatica uh, will keep their names. Now, so this is interesting to me because I think all of us are very well aware that SeaWorld got a very big black eye uh, back years ago. Um, I mean, there's always been a lot of controversy around their treatment and housing, I guess you would say, uh, especially of like the 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 orcas the killer whales yeah mm -hmm. and and some of the other uh sea life that they have but the blackfish documentary was like uh
1: oh yeah Uh uh-huh yeah that was that was a a massive black eye yeah it was Uh,
0: pretty bad yeah and i think sea world has really tried over the last 10 years to change directions and change image quite a bit um It's interesting to me that right now they're saying SeaWorld will retain the name. And I think I think it will for a while, but I think it has to cross their mind because there are a lot of people out there who have not shaken the image that that damaged reputation that they have in their mind over SeaWorld and the whole um, Orca situation. And I don't know that it ever will for some of those people, but I would think that SeaWorld has to consider or has considered, should we just totally rebrand at some point? Um, And so, I don't know. It's just interesting to me that they're making this change. Uh, Their new stock exchange symbol will change from S-E-A-S or C's to P-A-C-R-K-S, perks or parks, on February 13th. So, I don't know.
1: There's there's a lot of interesting thoughts that cross my mind here. Uh, Interesting that, A, they didn't do this. When the Blackfish documentary came out, because like you said, it's like that was a pretty damning thing about the entire SeaWorld operation as a whole. But kind of what you were talking about, if they're going to rebrand, even with the damaged reputation that SeaWorld has, the SeaWorld name still does have a lot of cachet. And it seems like they may have weathered the storm. Yeah, yeah. For the lack of a better term. Yeah, some people may have been turned off, but SeaWorld still has people coming to the parks, both in Florida and Texas and in California and apparently one in Abu Dhabi. I don't know how well people go to the Abu Dhabi park. I'm not very plugged into the Abu Dhabi theme park uh, world, if I'm being completely honest. But it's like like, like people, people still show up to the Florida one. I know that. Yeah. So, I, like, like, even with the bruising that the SeaWorld reputation took through the Blackfish documentary, it does still have some cachet, some brand name recognition. So, I I would be surprised with the rebranding if eventually we saw them move away from the SeaWorld name.
0: Yeah. That's just me, though. That's just me. Yeah, I mean, you're right. I, I guess it's sort of one of those things... Uh, time heals all wounds. And exactly. As long and, as they and, can mm-hmm. they continue to lean into their conservator, um, yep. like conservation mm-hmm. efforts um, and different things like that, then uh, uh, you're, you're right. Maybe they don't have to take that step of totally changing the park name.
1: I, I, I think maybe they changed uh, their name to United Parks and Resorts Incorporated because they want people to confuse them with Universal Studios. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, could be
1: would be like, oh, wow, y'all got that uh, Super Mario World? Wait, what the hell are all these fishes?
0: That would be very confusing to some people. Uh, and by the way, I just wanted to look it up. Blackfish came out in 2013, so I was I was pretty spot on with that 10-year comment. I'm going to give there my another pat on the back for old Justin Monorail.
1: Exactly. We dropped nothing but facts here on the podcast. I don't care what you heard <laughs> dot, 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 at the beginning of the
0: podcast. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> all right, Landon. That's the news. Oh, wait, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, there
1: was the, there was a new story I forgot to talk about this or uh, last week, and almost forgot to talk about this week. We got a new AP magnet over at Disney.
0: <laughs> oh, that's true. Magnet yeah, yeah. news.
1: Yeah, magnet news. What everybody comes to the podcast for. We got a hey hey magnet because because you know Disney doesn't do anything with Moana at all. <laughs> like like Disney, maybe you should think about doing something with Moana. <clears throat> But anyway, if you're an annual pass holder, you can go to, uh, what is it, creation shop there in Epcot, show them your AP and a uh, government-issued ID, and uh, pick up your hey-hey magnet through, I believe it's, uh, what, beginning of April, I think? I don't know.
0: They always say that, or like, as long as supplies last. While supplies last. Yeah. Get in while the getting is good. And it's funny yep. because the day that this magnet debuted, there was this ridiculously long line of oh, pass holders. Is. Yep, always is always lining up is. to get the magnet. And I think Disney does a pretty good job of of keeping a good stock of these things, so um, you don't need to be a day one magnet grabber unless it's just <laughs> like. <laughs> You know it's 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 your white whale going back to blackfish this is your white whale yeah. of magnets then go get in that line but otherwise or it, or
1: or unless this is the end of your trip and you just have to happen to be an ap yeah yeah, like that.
0: yeah yeah that's true
1: then in that case go stand in line for two and a half hours for a hey hey
0: magnet yeah we're gonna take a break and when we come back We are going to start celebrating Black History Month here on this podcast, and we are going to shine the spotlight on an Imagineer that works for Walt Disney, the Walt Disney Company that has had a huge impact on the parks, recently inducted into the Inventor Hall of Fame. If you know who I'm talking about, you may have seen some of these videos shared, but we're going to get into it on the other side. So stay with us. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the monorail. It's me, Justin Monorail, Papa Monorail, and I am here side by side with my brother, Landon the Dawes Done and we are back to get into the story of a very, very impressive man, someone who's made a huge impact to Walt Disney World for the last 25 years, and that man is none other, none other than Lanny Smoot. I'll be honest, Landon, um, before Disney started sharing videos about Lanny Smoot, and it was right when it was announced that he was going to be inducted into the Imagineer Hall of Fame, um, I was not aware of Lanny Smoot. I didn't know his uh, biography. I didn't know much about him. And and after reading about him and and learning about his contributions, I, I have nothing but the utmost respect for this guy. I mean, he's contributed as much if not more than any Imagineer who's come before him to the experiences we have in in the Walt Disney world and Disney just parks all over the globe.
1: Yeah, I I will admit the same. Uh, News broke, I guess, mid-January that uh, Lanny Smoot was being inducted into the uh, National Inventors Hall of Fame. And until, like you said, Disney did start shining a light on him and highlighting his accomplishments as an Imagineer, I had no idea just what he was a part of, what his fingerprints were on when it comes to the Walt Disney World Corporation. And I mean, I know we've talked about like Tony Baxter, um, uh, Joe Rody other quote unquote rock star Imagineers. I think we now have to put Lainey Smoot up there in the same breath with those other rock star Imagineers imagineers yeah i mean like 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 this is one of if not the greatest of all time when it comes to wdi's uh, um, alumni
0: yeah no doubt no doubt i mean so lanny the, the big announcement came that in may thursday may 9th in washington dc smoot and his fellow class of 2024 inductees will be honored by the national inventors hall of fame and this is a really standout achievement for Lanny because only one other person in the Walt Disney Company has ever been invo- inducted into the National Inventors Hall of Fame, and he wasn't an Imagineer. Technically, that person was Walt Disney himself, and that <laughs> and that honor happened posthumously. It happened in 2000, and it was specifically for the invention of the multiplane camera. But now this achievement so
1: uh so uh this walt disney guy you think uh you think he had any good ideas <laughs> i
0: think i think he had a few i mean you know he probably had some bad ones too but he had enough good yeah, ones that right, yeah. you know he contributed pretty significantly we wouldn't
1: here he had an <laughs> idea for a uh, talking rat I don't, uh, I, I, I don't know about that one jay don't know about that one
0: <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if that's gonna go over well uh yeah,
1: I don't, no i don't think so either
0: <laughs> yeah but
1: uh people don't like rats <laughs>
0: But, I mean, putting putting him, putting Lanny Smoot um, side by side with Walt Disney, I mean, that says yeah. a lot.
1: I uh, mean, holy crap.
0: Yeah. we All of us, all of us, when we think of, like, we have this uh, reverence. Uh, if, if you are a fan of the, the Disney movies, animated classics over the years, or even the live action movies over the years, if you're a fan of the theme parks, I think all of us who really are, like, Disney nerds have a sense of reverence around Walt Disney. And I mean, there's a reason for that. He had a huge impact to our world and pop culture and, um, and entertainment. But, uh, now I really think that a person like Lanny Smoot should be considered when we think about those people, like you said, um, among the greats, Tony Baxter and Wally Crump and and all these guys, um, because he has contributed as much And I said this before as much, if not more uh, to the experiences that we have in the parks um, as much as any of these guys Um, just looking, Mm -hmm. looking at the, uh, the rundown. So he now has, I think it's up to like 106 official patents have been filed under his name. 74 of those were created during his 25 years with the Walt Disney company. And, You may not see all of the impacts for all, you know, everything that he does all the time. It may it may not be something huge like um, some crazy uh, new effect that just blows your mind. It may be little things, but it could be something like, oh, I don't know. The first ever expandable lightsaber that you saw (laughs)
1: right there. Yeah, yeah. He convinced so many people. It's like, yeah, I want to I want to go to the go to the Star Wars hotel. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah. That
1: do you remember your initial reaction when you saw that video? Oh yeah. When they broke out that lightsaber and you're like, Jay, all right, mark time because I know we normally don't swear on this and you're gonna have to edit it. <laughs> they 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 made a lightsaber. Yeah. That was him.
0: Amazing. He did that. Yeah.
1: He did that.
0: He did it. And Ray, like, if anyone was on the Galactic Star Cruiser, they saw Ray with with her blue lightsaber igniting it, and it would extend, and it looked real. It looked screen yep. real. Mm-hmm. Um, the first time I saw it was Josh Tomorrow. I think it must have been at a D twenty three or something. He brought it out, and and of course, Josh, Daddy Tomorrow gets the first use of the lightsaber. <laughs> um, but man, I it is my I, being a Star Wars fan. I mean, that was one of those moments that you get chills thinking about, like, wow, they. I know it's not like a real laser, but holy crap, that looks that looks like the real thing.
1: And everybody started like looking in their bank account. It's like, yeah, I think I could I could save up to go stay at the Star Wars uh hotel, and <laughs> then you saw how much they asked for it. It's like, okay, I can't save up to go stay at the right. Star Wars hotel. <laughs> but in that initial moment, and yeah, it was Josh Tomorrow breaking out the uh <clears throat> working lightsaber, it's like, Oh my god, they they made a lightsaber.
0: Yeah. That was a big uh, mind. They made a moment.
1: lightsaber. That was that was that. And that was Mr. Smoot.
0: It was um, another thing. If you're a fan of the Haunted Mansion and you've been riding the Haunted Mansion for years and years and years, mm-hmm. you know the Madame Leota scene like the back of your hand, and yep. and it may have been for many many years you went through there and you saw Madame Leota and her crystal ball sitting on the table. Well, now miraculously, Madame Leota. Flies around the room in her crystal ball while you go through the seance room. And that is another Lenny, Lanny Smoot creation. So th- those are the kinds of things that are in your face that are hey. obvious. But um, there's so there's incredible. So, so much more behind the scenes that, that he doesn't get credit for, but we experience and, and get the... The benefit of anytime we're in the parks really phenomenal I, I,
1: I, I know Disney unfortunately due to cost cutting issues is kind of shying away from making um, original content for Disney Plus when it comes to documents and stuff like this I would love a document on uh, Laney not only his, his work but also his life just telling his story highlighting and ending with him receiving this award later in May. I, I would, hope I w- I w- I w- I, w- I, w- I would love to watch this.
0: I really hope something like that is in the works for him. Uh he absolutely deserves it. And
1: I mean I mean two two plus decades with the Disney company and 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 he's 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 done so much and been so influential without a lot of us Disney fans realizing it until now when he's finally getting his flowers. Yeah. Rightfully so getting his flowers.
0: Absolutely. Uh, I also want to point out that Smoot is the recipient of many awards and honors, including three Thea Awards from the Themed Entertainment Association for his work on attractions, including Finding Nemo Submarine Voyage at Disneyland, Kim Possible World Showcase Adventure, which I was a big fan of before they changed it over to uh, Phineas and Ferb, and as well as the Ghost Post limited time experience inspired by The Haunted Mansion. But here's something that really stood out to me about um, Lanny Smoot. And I think this says a lot about him and who he is when deciding which of his patents to highlight as part of his National Inventors Hall of Fame induction, Smoot selected Where's the Fire at interventions previously featured at Epcot. This interactive exhibit promoted fire prevention through engaging challenges. Guests shined a special flashlight on the walls of a house and through the magic of his technology exposed hidden fire dangers, and learned how to prevent them from happening. Landa, did you ever go in the Where's the Fire in Interventions?
1: I uh, never experienced it, but I've seen videos of it because, you know, I'm a giant Disney nerd and I want to see stuff that I never got to experience it. But, but you got an audible gasp from me when I had no idea that he was a part of that and of everything that he chose to highlight for his induction. That is what he highlighted. It was... A not only an amazing piece of technology that he was a part of, it kind of goes with what Walt wanted for Epcot. It was it was edutainment. Yeah, it it, it taught people a lesson. It's like, hey, you need to watch out for this stuff, otherwise, it could burn your house down. Exactly. And I. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Mm.
0: Learning, but make it fun. Yeah, exactly. And and that's what this was. Um, This one, Where's the Fire, stands out to me because I remember when um, I was able to take McKenna and May to Epcot on our first family trip back in 2014. Uh, Interventions was a shell of its former self, but it was still open at the time. And Where's the Fire is specifically one of the things that we did together. So pretty cool. I mean, that's like it it does have that moment in in my history as well. So uh, really, really cool that we got to do that before it was gone. And now it even has like additional meaning. So, really awesome. I, like, and, and I want to wrap it up as we, as we uh, continue to talk about Smoot's achievements. Um, the current one that they have been highlighting on the videos, like the one that came back in January, and, and there's been another one for Black History Month. They put a new one out, I think. And it's the current project, the Hollow Tile Floor, the world's first multi person omnidirectional modular expandable treadmill floor. It allows any number of people it it allows any number of people to have a shared virtual reality experience, walk an unlimited distance in any direction and never collide or walk off its surface. The hollow tile floor can also be an insert in a theatrical stage, allowing performers to move and dance in new ways or stage props and structures to move around and appear to set themselves up.
1: Did not realize that is what it was called But seeing that in, I guess, action, for the lack of a better term, in video, it is an incredible piece of technology. And it really, truly, I know this term is kind of cliche and thrown around a lot. It truly could be a game changer in so many aspects of our lives.
0: Yeah. I was thinking about like. Um, if, if any, if anybody got to experience it before it left Disney Springs, they had this really cool VR experience called the void.
1: Yes. aha! Uh-huh. Oh my God. The void. I, I did the, uh, I did the, uh, star Wars experience.
0: Me too. And it was amazing.
1: So good. So good.
0: Yeah. It's, it's sad that it's not there anymore because it, it had repeatability and they had different, um, experiences you could do. I never got to do the Wreck-It Ralph one, and that makes me really sad. But
1: Oh, they had a Wreck-It Ralph one? That would have been...
0: Dope. Yeah, they, and they've got an Avengers one. It used to be... The Avengers one, I think, was at the Mall of America, um, and then they had a Ghostbusters one in New York.
1: Yeah, I, I remember hearing about the Ghostbusters one, but I mean, kind of like you, I think uh, the Star Wars one kind of set up residency there in Disney
0: Springs. Yeah, and it was great, but it did, oh, it was phenomenal. But it did take up a lot of room because you physically had to move. Had to walk through yeah, the room. room to mm-hmm. room to do it. Um, but,
1: but, I mean, still, it's like my brain told me, it's like, dude, you are walking over a catwalk of the lava pits of Mustafar. Yeah. You are not in a strip mall in Orlando, Florida. Right. You need to be very careful. Otherwise, you will plummet to your death.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it was and incredible.
1: Me, me and a dad and, and his small child from Australia we stopped the empire that day. It was
0: incredible. <laughs> oh, and you remember, like another cool thing. I just I'll geek out about the void because I thought it was so good. But you actually wore like a vest, and and you're shooting yep. you're shooting a gun at stormtroopers. And when you get shot, it actually had haptic response, so you could yep, feel you yourself getting mm-hmm. shot. That yep, was 1000%. so cool.
1: Yeah. So so you were you were totally hunkered down, g- taking cover, trying not to get virtually shot because you didn't want to get that kickback. Yeah. Because it's like like yeah okay. Your brain was telling you you're not going to get shot by a laser, but your body was also telling you don't get shot by the laser. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Ah man, but I'm just thinking of the application of this hollow tile. The
1: hollow tile that would have, that would have been incredible.
0: Yeah, something like that. Um, again, stage use is unlimited. I think for theaters, um, man. Yeah, that-
1: because I mean, it, it's like like I'm I'm a humble brag here before I go on my trip to Orlando. I mean, smoking my girlfriend, we're going to Atlanta to see Hamilton. When Hamilton travels around, they have to take. Their, their special stage because it has a rotating part of the stage. And I mean, hell, it's like uh, Wicked just came through Knoxville. They they have, well, this doesn't really apply, but it's, it's more like, you know, big giant freaking dragon that hangs above the crowd. But in particular, Hamilton, in, Hamilton, uh, in, in <laughs> the center of the stage, there's a rotating part. Maybe with the hollow tile, they could use that instead of having to, chip around a giant piece of an overlay of the stage yeah i mean like 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 for 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 stage purposes that could be a game changer i i didn't even think about that until and until we were talking about it that's 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 great
0: yeah man yeah it's it's so cool and i think you know i think what it shows is smoot still has a lot more to give to uh, and
1: he's still exactly he's still in the game. We talked about you know Joe Rody We talked about um, uh, T to the B, Tony Baxter. Uh, we talked about um, uh, other um, you know. Great, I,
0: call, I think I called him Wally Crump, but isn't it Raleigh Crump?
1: Raleigh, yeah, Raleigh Crump. Uh, but uh, like like we're, we we mentioned those Imagineers, um, they're kind of out of the game at this point. Um, Mr. Smoot is still plying his trade and still going strong this is not a posthumous award this is uh this is a guy that is still going strong and i am excited to see what he will continue to do for the disney company this is an award that uh, that, that i am just discovering is long long overdue
0: yeah absolutely um And the other thing very cool about about Lanny is that um, he's he one of the things he loves to do is inspire people to follow in their follow their dreams of of inventing and working with technology. He's a a huge uh, proponent of steam programs, especially for students, for students of color. Um, He does uh, mentorships with students and he recently served as a judge for an innovation challenge for historically black colleges and universities put on by Disney on the yard. Um, That's so, awesome. Yeah. So cool. Reaching so, out so that hand to pull others up. Very good. Um, so man, it, it almost feels like uh, we haven't said enough about him, but uh holy crap. I, I hope you've learned a little more about Lanny Smoot today. I, I hope you have a new appreciation for him just like we have And I want to say this is just uh, our first feature. We're going to do this uh, hopefully for the next couple of podcasts as we're in Black History Month. We want to shine a light on the black people, the people of color who have contributed um, in a big way to the parks that maybe we didn't realize. And uh, it's time to appreciate those people and and really embrace the diversity.
1: And like I said, I really, I really, really, really hope Disney has something put together for 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 Laney Smoot leading up to him accepting this award because uh this is long overdue and i would love a retrospective documentary type thing about his work with the disney company and what he wants to do going forward because i mean like his his body of work is is incredible next to almost next to none
0: yeah he's i mean i think it says something that uh uh, no other imagineer has this honor
1: exactly yeah it's him and walt when it comes to walt disney yeah you know walt disney and lanny smoot that's it for the walt disney company
0: pretty incredible
1: man bravo lanny well done thank you sir get your flowers dude you deserve them
0: yeah next month uh or next (laughs) month next week i don't think we're gonna take a month off next week um I would like to focus on Charita Carter, and uh, so if you want to do a little read-up before then, you can check into in Charita Carter. She's actually the lead Imagineer behind the upcoming Princess and the Frog Tiana's Bayou Adventure in the Magic Kingdom. So we'll focus on her, and I'm looking forward to that discussion.
1: Yeah, that'll be fun, and there seems to be some uh, stuff happening with uh, with uh, that, that attraction as well. So uh, who knows what's going to break between... Uh... This Monday and next Monday as well. So that'll be fun.
0: Definitely. Definitely. All right. Well, I think we wrap this one up for today. Landon, thanks for joining me as always. Let's let people know where they can find you on the Internet.
1: Well, before we let people know where they can find me on the Internet, uh, if they want to get involved in the conversation, they can uh, join the uh, Monorail fam, uh, not only on the Facebook, but also in the discord where we had some people weigh in on uh, last week's question of the week.
0: Oh, very true. Very true. We did get some suggestions for you. Uh, and thanks to those who did that over on the monorail discord. Again, if you, if you want to join the monorail fam discord, it's open to anybody who wants to join. Just send me a note. Uh, you can do that, uh, on, you can go to the website, morning and, and do the contact us page and just send me a note. Say so you'd like to be on the discord. All I need is your uh, email address, or you can join the Monday morning monorail family group on Facebook And uh, just send me a message there or let me know in the group. But uh, yeah, thanks to Cocktail Bob, uh, Lexi and uh, Lewis and Natalie, even though Natalie just made a joke and ran away. Um, But Lexi gave you some good ones. Did you have a chance to go through that list?
1: Yes, I did. Like, uh, yeah, Lexi uh, threw out pedals at Pop Resort, uh, Violet Sake, uh, uh, Japan and Epcot, uh, Moonshine Sour at America and Epcot. A lot of Epcot. Uh, the Grand Mar- uh, Mariner Slushy, as I like to call it, um, uh, phenomenal. I'm a big fan of that one. The France Pavilion in Epcot. The Ice Cream Martini, also in France in Epcot. I'm not familiar with that one. Definitely going to have to try it. The uh, Lychee Cha-Cha with Blueberry Boba in uh, China in Epcot. Uh, I don't know how to dance, so I don't know if I can uh, drink that one. Space 220 in Epcot. I wanted to bring this one up in particular. I've yet to go to Space 220, I remember when it first opened, there were some kind of less than great reviews, but then some people started to come back around on it. Where where do we as a podcast land on Space
0: 220, Jay? I personally like Space 220. Um, I got to go there with Lewis and Val to have the, the dining experience, but... I will say now that you can. I, I think you have to make reservations for it. Still, again, people. I may be wrong about this. Don't rake me over the coals. But it used to be that you could walk up. It, it used to be that you could walk up and go to the Space Two Twenty Lounge. But I think now you have to make a reservation for it. And I would recommend trying that if you can, because then you're not locked into the prefix menu. You can get like some uh, small plates and then you can try some of the cool cocktails. The cocktails are good. It's a very cool environment. Getting to go up the little space elevator um, to the restaurant is very cool. So I I think it's cool and I recommend it.
1: Okay. All right. Well, well I might try and uh, like I said, we uh, mean smoking our girlfriend, we got two days in Epcot. I might try and uh, make us uh, at least a uh, reservation for Space two twenty. See if we can uh, get some drinks up in the atmosphere, so to speak. Because it's like I've always been interested in taking in the experience, not necessarily because they're still on a uh, prefix menu, right? Yeah, it is. Mm, that mm, hate that crap, Disney. Knock it off, uh, uh, Lexi. Then suggests the uh, Banana Cabana at a. Uh, uh, Caribbean uh, Beach Resort. Also, fun fact, Banana Cabana is what I call my groin. Uh, <laughs> scat Cat uh, in uh, Port Orleans French Quarter Resort. 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 But she uh, gives the caveat when uh, when a live band is scheduled. Uh, Yaha Bob! Uh, when scheduled at Port Orleans, Riverside. And then finally, uh, she suggests the Martini flight at the Brown Derby in Hollywood Studio. And I will echo that as well. That is my go-to drink when I go to the Hollywood uh, Studios Brown Derby. And I, and the Smoking Hot Girlfriend, have a reservation for that. And I foresee a Martini flight in my future.
0: Yeah. And just so you know, I, I did follow up. The Space 220 Lounge, you do have to make a reservation for it. I'm checking the dates that you're going to be here, and right now there's nothing available for two. So it's always one of those things where it's worth checking just to see if something changes. But yeah,
1: walk-up options. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. um, you know uh, it is a popular place, and it's hard to get on the list. So if that's something you want to try, make sure that you like look way out ahead of your of your trip and try to schedule it um, when it becomes available to you, like sixty days out or whatever that is now. Um,
1: yeah, I that that does make sense, and also I I'm gonna be completely honest. I kind of forgot Space 220 was 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 around. So, uh,
0: <laughs> it's it's kind of whoopsie, hid- poopsie on my. It part, is so. if you if you aren't aware of it, I will say this. It is kind of hidden in Epcot. Like if you aren't trying to get there, you could totally miss it. So. Yeah, hey, that's no surprise. Look at
1: that. We uh, we started with a whoopsie poopsie on your part, and now we're ending the podcast with a whoopsie poopsie on my part.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, by the way, Yeehaw Bob, when scheduled, um, is very, very fun uh, at Port Orleans. I think Scat Cat is a cool place. Lexi recommends going when a live band is scheduled. I would recommend the opposite because it gets very loud in there and it's hard to talk. Unless you are interested in seeing hey. the live music.
1: Okay. Well then I will, I will go with, uh, with your recommendation because I'm, I'm at my point in the life or in my life where it's like, okay, this is fun, but it's like, I just want to talk. It's like, like, like this is way too loud. Why? <laughs> like, what? Yeah. Um, what?
0: Exactly. So, i i go on the site i am old now i i like to see live bands too but if i'm going with some friends uh, sometimes it's just you know we want to have a conversation so i don't know that i want the live music exactly um banana cabana is a good recommendation and you can do that as part of a skyliner crawl if you're interested in doing such a thing
1: wait you can go to my groin as part of a (laughs) skyliner crawl
0: (laughs) i mean if people wanted to do that i'm sure that they could um,
1: ladies wait no my my girlfriend's gonna listen to this podcast she'll be pissed if she hears that
0: and then i would just say that part out no. pedals the uh, pop century that's the that's the poolside uh bar and sure i'll just say sure i i think that one must <laughs> i think that must have <laughs> it must have some uh sentimental connection to lexi because i don't uh, know I don't know why that would stand out as a recommendation aside, you know, from just having the sentimental connection to it. I had Not the w-
1: Bob throws out a Topolino's bar. Uh, yeah. We're looking at that one maybe as a possible sit down restaurant option. Uh, Jay, thoughts on that?
0: That one I love. Yes, um, it's, it's nice because Topolino, another place where it's hard to get a reservation, but you can walk up to the bar get and you can order from the entire menu. And the bartenders there are top notch. Absolutely.
1: Okay, all right. Yeah. We have not been there. We've uh, been to uh, Bar Riva, so we might uh, venture up to the uh, top and uh, check out Topolinos then.
0: Yeah. Uh, and then Cocktail Bob also, he threw in another for Three Bridges um, and the Dahlia Lounge, which I haven't been to. Uh, have, Landon, have you been to Geyser Point at Wilderness Lodge? I think you and I went to Geyser Point okay.
1: at one point. we. Went and watched that uh, vaunted uh, Tennessee-Georgia State football
0: game. Yes, okay, you were there for that. Okay, yeah.
1: Yeah, uh, it was a bad football experience, and if I'm being honest, it was a uh, bad uh, customer service experience. So, uh, probably won't be going back.
0: Oh, I don't remember that. I love Geyser Point. Uh, That's one of my favorite. The
1: bartenders were kind of douchebags.
0: Yeah. I think that was a one-off. You you got to give some of these places a more a, another shot. I think, I, and and I know Abracadabra maybe won't you won't be back there anytime soon. But when, I w-
1: I'm, when I'm freaking getting into a metal tube that's being thrown into the air at 500 miles an hour to travel down. Like, like, uh, I understand it might be a one-of, but that might be the only time that I'm going down, dude.
0: That's just unfortunate because you're missing... Like, Geyser Point is, like, nine. I would say 90 p- 90% of the people that go there, the food is good, and it's good drinks, and it's such a good location. Like, it's just... It
1: is a great atmosphere. I will give you that being right on the water, yeah. Yeah,
0: but I guess you'd get a somewhat similar experience if you do try Three Bridges, so um
1: okay all right well uh and 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 i know uh lewis also mentioned uh three bridges as well so uh that might be something uh something to check out as well
0: cocktail bob's recommendation for t-rex bar is funny to me i i've (laughs) I've never i never considered going into t-rex for a drink but well that's
1: two for t-rex yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) so yeah lots of good places uh Natalie's- Thank
1: y'all i appreciate that and uh will uh i guess give 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 you a report if people like that stuff on podcasts i don't i don't know
0: <laughs> and of course i just have to mention natalie said nomad lounge hilarious uh like we've never we've never never heard here. of it never not that heard i'm the
1: king of, of the nomad or anything
0: <laughs> so all right now tell people where they can get at you on the internet
1: L-A-N-D-O-Z, please go follow me, Landon don't I'm the best, Landon do not the rest. That's where you can follow me, 280 characters at a time on Twitter. I also appear on The Phil Show, News Talk 98.7 W-O-K-I, radio station locally here in Knoxville, Tennessee. Eastern means 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern 7... <laughs> Eastern... <laughs> Eastern... 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern oh my god i just broke my brain standard Uh, 6 to 10 (laughs) a.m eastern
0: time what's happening
1: eastern (laughs) i i I don't know oh my god um
0: landon do we need to do we need to call an ambulance i think
1: i need to lay down um eastern time um uh also available in the news talk 987 app as well uh uh, and the iHeartRadio app as well. Um, my brain hurts and my nose is bleeding, so uh, I'm I, I might be dying. No, <laughs> no, my nose isn't bleeding. It's just my ears. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine.
0: Oh my goodness <laughs> what, gracious! What just happened? That was I have never in my time podcasting <laughs> with you seen a short circuit quite like that.
1: <laughs> wow! Remember that part where I said I talk for a living? I don't make a good living. No. <laughs>
0: I think uh I think we're gonna leave that in though. That was very interesting.
1: Oh, 1000 percent leave it in. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Also and 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 please play it back at my memorial. It will be great.
0: <laughs> this was the highlight. This was the exactly, highlight of yeah. Landon's uh-huh. performance on the Monday. Yeah, and then at
1: this point the uh, the pastor will come up and be like, and Landon laughed right up until the end. Let's 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 remember him how he was. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, for me, I am Justin underscore monorail on the social medias and our podcast is morning monorail on all of the things you can check us out. We'd love for you to do it. Tell a friend, leave a review on Apple podcast. Five stars are preferred. Thank you very much. I and think
1: you can only leave five stars now. They, they they updated the terms of service. So, you
0: know, well, I, I prefer that for sure. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, and uh, we'll do this whole thing again next time but until then happy black history month happy mardi Gras, happy sea world seven seas food festival it's all all is happening and it's all good there
1: it is eastern standard time I
0: got (laughs) (laughs) Um, if you find yourself in the parks between now and then make sure you thank a cast member make sure you thank a team member thank customer service people they work really hard and have to deal with a lot (laughs) of garbage so keep that that in mind Um, But most of all, be excellent to each other and party on, dudes. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.